It's very upbeat. And he can't hear it. And welcome to Sportletics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican. Keith, Keith, the constitutional conservative, Stephen, the independent thinker, and my cousin Todd. These people think it is amateur hour. They're not paying attention. They're not up. But you guys tell us what you think about them doing that in the comments of YouTube. Kevin Hardwick wins NASCAR. Stephen will talk about that. March Madness has begun all over the country. Teams are playing to get their chance to show up in the Final Four. President Biden delivered his budget declaration of war on American businesses that might hit you hard. Silicon Valley, liberals blame Trump for Silicon Valley bank collapse, citing 2018 bipartisan bill. The world's largest pro-life group asks Congress to investigate Planned Parenthood profits from abortion pills as abortion pill has been approved by FDA and is distributed by Planned Parenthood. And also Walgreens says they will not distribute this at all. A Russian drone, I mean, American drone was shot down by a Russian warplane. Today, Secretary of Defense and the General, uh, Joint Chief of Staff General Mark Milley spoke to the press about what that means for America. Also, um, the Flyers. The interim general manager, Daniel Briere, says the Flyers won't be a quick fix, meaning they won't be able to be 100% until they get it all together. That and more, if we can fit it in. First up, NASCAR with Stephen. Do you want to talk about Kevin Harvick? Well, I always want to talk about Kevin Harvick. This is his last year. He, he did pretty well in the race. I think he finished in the top 10. I'm not exactly sure. But um, for uh, Phoenix, William Byron won the race, and I had him winning, which was remarkable because I was – so upset with myself because he won the last week. I was like, there's no way he's going to win two weeks in a row. And he did. He's got a little something going on this year. And he's a surprise to me because he's a, a really good driver. And he's in a really good car, Jeff Gordon's old car. And he's on a really good team. And I shouldn't be surprised that he's doing well this year. Since um, they let Kyle Busch go to another team, they can put more more – everything in, into him that they were given to Kyle Busch. And he's younger. He's the, These cars don't need you to be more aggressive. They kind of just work with you if you're patient and chilled out instead of being like a, 
you know, you have to wrestle the steering wheel the, the way it was in the old days, and that wasn't that long ago, where the, these cars were more responsive to the driver. And, and, and these guys that do, like, video games, they can do pretty well. So this is what's happening, and I have nothing against him. He's a good driver, and, he, and it was, it's a good race. Next, next week they go to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and if Nas is going to be on the show, I really would uh, encourage him to go to the race and go with an open mind, give it a, give it a chance, and then you don't know. He may enjoy himself. You don't know. He may enjoy himself. Speaking, yeah. I said, you don't know. He may enjoy himself. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, is that it with NASCAR? I want to talk. I want to do the uh, move on to the tournament schedule <clears throat> for March Madness. Oh, absolutely. All right. Um, Aguna. March Madness. They've begun. They've begun down in Orlando. They've started in other cities across the country. Uh, let me see if I can pull up this bracket. Any Man, did I miss the bracket again this year? You did not. So, now, well, he kind of did because they already started playing like yesterday. Those are playing games, games, right? They weren't playing that. games. He you still have every time. Guna, you still have time to get in. All right, so we, we need to do a we need to do a spoiler ticks bracket then. I got so my can... bracket ready. My bracket's ready. All right, so, Stacey, you got uh, is that you got like a link you can send out that all of us can use. Yeah, I'll send that out. Um, okay. Yes, I will. Let me share my screen with you with the latest bracket, so you can see. Can you see that? Let me try to make it a little bit bigger because I know Todd probably can't see it. Yeah. And Todd's gonna have to fill one out as well. I already did. He's gonna he's gonna have Serena winning the whole thing. He's already filled it out, he said. Yes, ma'am. You know he and, didn't fill that bracket out. What does he know yeah, about? I a bet bracket? he did. And you know what? People like people that don't really get involved in this, they're the ones who win these things. Yeah, that's true. I remember years ago I didn't know what I was talking that's about. True. And I won a bracket at a job and I didn't even know what I was talking about. Right. Because your heart's not involved. If your heart's not involved, you, you have a good chance. Right. So, uh, Aguna, I guess you don't have any. You don't have anything to say about the uh, March Madness bracket. I'll send it out to you guys, but um, I'll move on. Let's move on to. I don't know. What about uh, the Flyers? Oh, no, the free agency. We talk about NFL free agency. Okay, 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 okay. Go ahead. Man, oh, man. So, I'll talk. I'll, I'll start off with the Eagles, even though I think the Commanders had a really good signing today with Jacoby Brissett. That was a really good pickup. I think he's he's a good quarterback. He's a serviceable guy. And I think that's, that's a good stopgap there. But anyway, but the Eagles, I think we've lost almost um, – I think I want to say nine, nine starters out of the, uh, yeah. out of the guys. Ron Hargrave. Yeah, Hargrave from South Carolina State. That hurt. Going out to uh, San Francisco. Um, Slay got cut. Lost. We cut Darius Slay today. We cut Unbelievable. him. Unbelievable! 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 I, I know. Well, I know. Uh, here's the thing. They asked him to take a pay cut, and he said no. No. They, they asked. They asked to restructure his contract. He said no. And I mean, you just can't. He's thirty. He's going to be thirty-three this year. 
he is just not worth $20 million. I mean, as much as I would like for to keep him because, but at the same time, the last three years, he's only had six interceptions. But I mean, think about it. When he came off of that, when he came off of the, the, the grounds during the Super Bowl, he had his head down. I knew the gig was up. He didn't play any way the way he should have played that whole game during the Super Bowl, Darius Slay. It was very disappointing. Now, do I think he's capable? Of course. Do I think he is in a tremendous player? Of course. But I don't know where he was during that Super Bowl. Well, and, and so, and then they re-signed Bradbury, which I think was a better, I mean, he was, he's a younger Bradbury, guy. The one who said he was holding. Stacey, let, let, let's be, let's be, let's be logical. All right. We're not going to be emotional fans here. We'll be logical fans. That happens. All, all, all cornerbacks hold that. That was not something that's, that's unique, but he's younger than Slay. And he's and he's at the peak of his career versus Slay, who's kind of on the downside. He's in the last year of his contract, you know. So you're going to pay a guy twenty million dollars. They were probably trying to re-sign him and restructure it, and he didn't want to do it. Um, Bradbury actually took less money to come back to Philadelphia. So did Fletcher Cox. So did like Travis Kelsey. That's why he took less money. He felt like no. That's exactly. That is not why. Why would he take less money because he lost to the Super Bowl? That makes no sense. I don't believe. The, we lost the Super Bowl because of um, Bradbury. I don't believe that, but he probably feels that way. So that's why he took. A no, no, that that that's a fan talking. We these players don't feel that way. They they are. They, he may oh, he may like the city, right? Like you called him up, and was like, "Hey, Bradbury." I, I can. I will. I should. I mean, but these guys, these guys are, these guys, those are fans, those are fans, emotional talking. These guys don't think like that. He probably likes Philadelphia. He probably knows that he could get a lucrative analyst job when he leaves here. Nobody likes Philadelphia but us. Nobody likes Philadelphia. He took less money, Stacey. He likes Philadelphia. He likes Philly Philly because Philly gave him a chance when the Giants cut him last year. All right. So, So yeah, he came. That was a pity acceptance. Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> TJ Edwards left. Also, um, uh, K- Kazir White, he left. Uh, you, you also, of course, you already mentioned Hargrave. So you had a lot of defensive starters that, you know, decided not to, you know, try to take the payday. But the whole, the big complaint last year was the defense, and they gave up a lot of points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, a new defensive coordinator coming in. So you kind of knew this was going to happen. You kind of knew that guys that wanted to make money or wanted to 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 get a payday were going to do it you know once they had the opportunity especially coming off a super bowl run um even though you didn't win it so i, I i'm i have faith in howie okay, i'll see what he does wait a minute. you're not talking about more players you're just talking about your feelings that you no said. no i'm not no i'm not, not so i have faith in howie you know. You know, no, because his track record, I'm basing it off his track record, which is fact. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, Lord, what is it now? Jalen Hurts $200 million. Because they don't have the money. They don't have the money yet. That's why they're not re-signing these people. He's going to leave. Well, no, they're not going to let him leave. They're gonna fran- at the end of the day, they'll franchise tag him or something while they negotiate. This is this is this is nothing new, right? So he needs the money. He's like, can that franchise show me the money? 
Well, they'll probably negotiate closer to training camp. He'll probably end up somewhere in the realm of $250 million, probably a hundred of that being guaranteed. Um, they'll probably, they're, they're going to probably wait till closer to training camp to get the deal done just because there are a lot of serviceable veteran semi mid mid tier guys that they're going to look to bring on between now and the draft and even after the draft. Cause at the end of the day, that's why Slay was expendable. I mean, you got two number one picks. There are a lot of corners, uh, there's a good corner out of Maryland that, you know, maybe in the second round. So you got a lot of flexibility not to overpay a lot of these guys. Cause I, I do think the San Francisco 49ers overpaid for Hargrave. I mean, Hargrave was a great, I mean, he had 11 sacks career high last year, but a lot of that was because he had Hassan Riddick and some of these other uh, guys lined up around him. Right. So it, Grant, kudos to him. I always that's my boy, South Carolina State. But eighty million, eighty-four million dollars, nah, they weren't gonna pay him that much. Okay, so. now what about my boy who I love, Booby Malls, Miles Sanders? So I, I, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of interest. I think he's gonna end. I heard potentially Miami, I, unless something has recently come out. But you know, uh, the Eagles went and signed Rashad Penny. Um, he's a good running back. Sometimes you got to worry about him being injured, but he, uh, he ran all over the Eagles. I'll tell you that he's a, he's, he's, he's a different style. He's probably the style running back. We need more so than Sanders because Sanders doesn't really hit the hole. He kind of dances around a little bit and you still have Gainwell. You still have Boston Scott. They brought back Boston Scott. You got Brooks, you know, how old is, how old is Rashad Penny? Uh, he's 27, I believe. Okay. But that's okay then. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not a veteran guy. I, I thought he may be younger than that. I mean, he he's a good again. You don't want to put too much money in the running back position. You see what happened with Zeke Elliott. The Cowboys just cut him. Right? But yeah, so, but, he, but he had injuries. Like you know, like this guy has injuries. So what are well, his I mean, right Zeke is, Zeke, Zeke didn't have a lot of injuries. Zeke didn't sit out anything this past year. I mean, this past year he he didn't miss any games. Um, he actually had a decent year. Leading up to this year, he had injuries and he wasn't doing well. And the other guy was taking over his thing anyway. And, and that other guy is injured. Pollard is injured, and they franchise tagged an injured backer. Going to do for a running back, just like y'all. I mean, they're, they'll probably bring in. They may get like that guy that, that tech, who's their running back, Robinson or somebody. But they may try to get a running back in the first round. No one. Dallas is always looking for the next Emmett Smith. Hey, so they're going to spend they'll spend a first round pick on a running back. Most teams won't do that, right? But Der- Derrick Henry might be on the on the blocks. What if he went to Philly? You go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I mean, what you going to give up to get him? I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you got you, you got you going to give up a first round pick. They're going to want a first round pick for him, and you give up a first round pick for a running back. I mean, unless you're all in, and the Eagles got so many holes on the defensive side of the ball. I don't see them doing that for a running back when you need a D tackle, you need some extra D tackle help. You need, you need to shore up. I don't know if they signed Garner Johnson back yet. I think they were probably trying to use some of that slay money to get him back. Um, they lost Epps too. They lost, they lost a couple of guys where they're going to have to need to fill in on the defense with a new defensive coordinator coming in there that, I mean, you don't have the luxury of trading for a guy like Derrick Henry at this point, especially when you don't really need him. You don't really need to make that big time splash when you're, when your offense okay, is pretty so, decent. So, Aguna, you're wasting verbiage. Just tied with yeah, whatever. Here yeah. we go. 
And right. I want to. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I get I cut off when I'm making too much sense. When I make too much they, sense, that's they, when I get cut off. You know, what did they score? Forty points a game. They don't need too much defense. Say what? Well, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Well, points a game. They don't need too much defense. I have an idea. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Get the toilet. Get the toilet ready. Here we go. Here we go. He got dye in his beard. I don't have dye. What is wrong with you? It's like you're. Anyway, I have an idea. I think Stacy should try out for a wide receiver, and Aguna should try out for shortstop. I think you got your um, cardigan on too tight there, Todd. Can you get out of my clothes? Stephen and Aguna. Stephen and Aguna. Jason Kelsey will remain an Eagle. Thank goodness. I'm glad because that yeah. means to me that was a sign that he knows that the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. Then the question becomes Lane Johnson. Is he well enough to be able to go through an entire season without getting broke down again? And then who's next to Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and a gentleman from uh, Australia? Malachi. You got Malachi. You got Dick Driscoll. You got, you got a couple of good young guys on the line. They, they'll probably end up taking an offensive lineman maybe in the second round. Um, but, I mean, I, I think the offense, the offensive line is probably the biggest strength of the Eagles right now other than quarterback and wide receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're still – right now they're still the best team in the NFC East. Um, I know Dallas Dallas traded for Gilmore. And, again, if this was five years ago, yeah, I may be like, okay, Gilmore, you know, he, he had a decent year last year, but he also was playing for a very bad team. So a lot of his stats were because he was on the field a lot in Indianapolis. So, I mean, we'll see. Dallas may Dallas is, is uh, clearing up a lot of cap space, um, so they may be making a splash in free agency as well, um, especially after cutting Zeke and they restructured Tyron Smith's contract. Um, right, so they, they may be trying. They may be trying to um, make a move in free agency. But right now, the Eagles are still sitting pretty, despite the losses. They just need to. Um, they they just need to probably find some mid tier guys to come in there and fill the voids and coach them up. Aguna, you get two top ten draft picks and more draft picks. What are you worried about? That's how you're going to rebuild your team for next year. These people that you get with these really choice draft picks are going to make a difference next year when when y'all go out there again. That's that's why y'all have an opportunity to make the Super Bowl again. Y'all couldn't be in a better position right now. You're getting rid of some players like Slay and everybody, and it hurts. But you have picks, high picks. That you don't have to worry about. Maybe they, they, yeah. they basically they should hit. There's no guarantee, but you got better picks, and a lot of teams are envious of you. It's not just the East in the NFC, it's a whole NFC that needs to worry about the Eagles. Hey, going guys, to the Steven, do you want to talk let about ask, what you wait? Steven sounds funny. Do you have the coronavirus, Steven? Yes. Hmm. No, the allergies are really bad right out, out here. My allergies are bad. I need to take an allergy pill. So, uh, Stephen, um, somehow Aguna got disconnected, but let's talk about what your team, the Washington uh, Commanders, were are doing in, in free agency. Do you still have your same um, uh, uh, coach, Ron Rivera? We got Riverboat Rivera, and he's fine. He's okay. Excuse me. 
analogies. Um, we, uh, we have a quarterback that we're hoping that's going to be pretty good. Well, it's just we're looking at an eight and eight, eight and nine, whatever. How many games we play anymore? Twenty games a year? I don't know. But it's more. I, I would rather talk about it's something about that seventeen, seventeen games. Right, but I'd rather talk about uh, the the New York Jets. Well, might be my next favorite team because they're going to get so many players Aaron from Rogers. Wisconsin, but not just him. A, a couple wide receivers from Green Bay. So that how how great is this? This is amazing. And if they can uh, solidify different places on the team, they will have a real chance to maybe going back to the Super Bowl since 1969, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. And so let me ask Todd. Todd, is the are the New Jersey um, Jets? I mean, the New York Jets. Same New thing. Jersey Jets. Yeah. Oh my they, God. They play in New Jersey. You know what? Uh, Stacy, you should really learn about sports. What is your question? Well, no, actually, they, anyone who's watching this gets it but you. But Todd, are they in the NFC or the AFC? No, they're in the LGBT. Probably some of them. I tell you, man. You believe that, Aguna? You hear nah, that, Shiggity? Todd, Todd, you better get yourself together there, buddy. I mean, you better get yourself together and put something in that beard and then loosen up that sweater. <laughs> yeah. your, your sweater looks like the drapes from the 70s. Get out so, of my face. Aguna, Don't let's, even let's try close to get out. In my let's no. close out with the Eagles. No. <laughs> you know, another sore spot for the Philadelphia Eagles, and maybe you can talk about, if you want to talk about the dirty birds of the South before we move on to politics, is our special teams. Our special teams is disgraceful. Stacy. They, they really do suck. They really do suck. I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl when, um, what's his name? Um, Tony, uh, Darius Tony or whatever, ran that back. I'm surprised he even punted the ball. You know, he, he should have went for it. It was third and two. And win or go home kind of situation. But, yeah, their special teams is really bad. The punter is horrible. The coverage was horrible. So, yeah, I think that was the one thing when we won the Super Bowl that was really good or consistent when even was Super our special Bowl. teams. When we the Super Bowl. You mean when we went to the Super Bowl? Um, no, I'm talking about when we won the Super Bowl in 2017. Oh, okay. Special teams wasn't an issue. Did right. you want to talk about the Dirty Birds of the South before we move on to politics? You talking about the Falcons? I mean, what is there to talk about? I mean, they, uh, so they actually they actually signed the Heineke. Quarterback, they're getting the Redskins quarterback. Uh, I mean, they still got a lot of things that they need to work on. As far as I think they, their running back situation, um, they do. They did make some moves on the defense side of the ball that were pretty decent, and I thought they traded for a tight end, if I if I'm not mistaken. But I maybe I'm maybe that's somebody yeah, else. But why do they call them the Waller, dirty Waller? Well, did they, who who for traded for Waller? No, that was the Giants traded for Waller. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Is but it, you see, I, thought, I wanted to talk about I want to talk about Vegas real quick because Vegas has screwed up totally. They got rid of Derek okay. Carr, who's never missed a game in six, seven years. He's solid for them. He's not great, but he don't have a lot around him, except for Devontae this year. He had a pretty good running back the last couple of years. He's gonna leave. But they brought in Garoppolo from Frisco. Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. Garoppolo is garbage, plus he's hurt all the time. I like the guy. He's a great guy, everything I hear. But he's garbage. They, When he got hurt, they brought in a guy called Mr. Irrelevant. 
He was the last guy picked in the draft, and he did just as good or better than Garoppolo. And it shows you he's not good. So why would the Raiders take Garoppolo to be their quarterback? I'm so upset right now, Stacey, because remember, that's the team I went to last year because they got Devontae Adams, and they're going to do something this year, and they're going to go against Kansas City and maybe get into the playoffs. No, they did nothing, and then they did nothing and gotten worse. But now I'm going to be a Jets fan. J-E-T-S, Jets. Like you just go from uh, person to person. I mean, team to team. No, but what happened what? was that when they, when they, when they d- demolished and destroyed my team, I had to go somewhere else. So I went to the Raiders, and the Raiders disappointed me. Now I'm going to go to a team that hasn't won the Super Bowl since 1969. Yeah, but if you keep going around like that, you'll probably just get into a gangbang. Well, you know, we'll take what happens, you know. Whatever happens, happens. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Aguna, we want to get back to real football (laughs) talk instead of that silly football talk God is talking about. That was was more like rugby. He was talking about rugby. And then what? What was? What, why do they call them the dirty pigs? They don't call them the dirty pigs. Yeah, they their mascot is Porky. What's what's the name of that commander? Is it is it Porky or or Commander Pig or something? It's it so yeah. We're not what's the name of the dude? Not, yeah, uh, us fans that have been fans for forty five years, we're not into that pig or whatever it is. We're not into it. That's their thing. It's not ours. Oh, oh well. Okay, no, Todd. What I said was the dirty birds of the South. Remember, Terrence used to talk about the dirty birds of the South. Remember, Aguna? That's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dirty birds. The dirty birds. Is. They're called the Atlanta Falcons. So that means they're a bird, just like the Eagles, or the Eagles is a bird. Well, so why don't you call the Eagles bird. dirty birds? Why don't you call why don't you call your friends dirty birds? Well, I do. I call Keith and Steven dirty birds all the time. Well, at least you acknowledge we're friends. Ma'am. Cheers, Cheers I brother. I use that term loosely. <laughs> well, <laughs> on. Now, Keith wanted to, for some reason, Keith feels as though um, Aguna Uh-oh. is the, oh, Keith Lord. feels as though Aguna is the, what did you say Aguna was, Keith? Here comes his patron. Yeah, yeah. The economic uh, expert on the show. Wow! Give him, yeah, I give him credit for that. He's setting you up, of course. Of course, of course. This is a passive. I'm used to this. I'm used to this. Go ahead. Let's let's talk about this Goldman Sachs um, takeover, and let's talk about the Silicon Valley Bank and how I don't understand, but how all of a sudden the banks want government and private sector when supposedly we really don't want government in our business. So if you look at this article by uh, cnnbusiness.com by Alicia Wallace, Nicole Goodkind, and Crystal Herr updated today at 5.20 p.m., it says U.S. stocks are tumbling today as investors feel the banking sector may have yet more problems to overcome. Credit Suisse's shares fell sharply after the Saudi National Bank said it would not invest any more in the troubled Swiss bank. Um, Let's talk about what happened uh, with the feds, how Chairman Powell 
should not be worried anymore about inflation as much as he should be worried about stabilizing this banking industry. Um, I think, you know, you look at what happened. I mean, the Fed stepped in right away. I know the Silicon Valley Bank is a very niche bank. So you got a lot of these startups, a lot of these um, tech companies use it. Um, and this, the Fed stepped in right away to stabilize the bank and they guaranteed 100% deposits of which, you know, I know there are going to be a lot of people that are going to have different opinions about whether or not government should jump in there and, and, and regulate or not regulate the banking sector. Right. Um, but if you look at, I mean, the, the economy is fairly strong. We got low unemployment. So people are speculating whether or not this was an overstep. Right. It's a very niche bank. A lot of these banks, they're, they're banks that have that are there for tech companies, they're banks, banks that for railroads, there are different varieties of banks that are out there. So um, because of inflation, because there's so much sensitivity to going into the recession, that's why the government stepped in. Um, now, if they had a failed, the question is, what what would have been the ramifications if they would have let this company fail? Right. You know, no, again, what, you're going to be a free market. You need to, you know, there's winners, losers and things like that. But you also have to look at where we are right now with the economy, because everything is speculative right now. That's why the stock market, everything is speculation. And so a lot of these things are just trying to shore up confidence of investors so that the, the uh, economy will continue to move. Right. Oh, okay. So, Wait a okay, minute. So, me... Azuna, go ahead, cousin Todd. Uh, he keeps saying uh, a, a niche bank, but you can't just describe it as that. It's just a smaller bank. Uh, well, it's a, it's a it's it's a smaller bank, but it's specific bank. industry. It's a very that's why it's niche. You know, they're not they're not. I mean, you and I wouldn't be banking at Silicon Valley Bank. You know, well, it's very it's because, a very only because of the location. Uh, we like small banks uh, to invest our money as opposed to the, the big national, too big to fail banks. And when and you say so, invest, what are you talking about? You're talking about like CDs and deposits and things like yes. that you're talking about because they offer yes. higher interest rates. Yes. I, mean, I mean, that it, and they offer that because of what? Because it's a, a little bit higher risk, right? It's a less, less portfolio that you're dealing with versus a Bank of America or a, a a Wells Fargo, who yeah, they ahead. offer a lot of services, so they offer less, you know, interest on some of their, you know, right. some of their like, um, some okay, of their checking so accounts. That's the reason why we use smaller banks as opposed to big banks. So, but it's yeah, but you also got to look at the industry too, though. So these these are tech companies that you know. So it's like, would you and would you use a bank that only like services tech companies as an individual consumer? Maybe, well, maybe not. We probably no, not. No, wait a minute. Nobody really cares. I, I want the audience and the and the viewers to know, first off, in layman's terms, which you always hate for me to say, but explain this in terms of what happened with the Silicon Valley Bank. I will. There was a run on the bank because of like consumer confidence. So they were like, you know, again, a lot of those companies, you know, who invested in it ran on it because they didn't make payroll and things like that. I mean, it, it's so in layman's terms, the banks didn't have the, this bank didn't have enough to pay its bills or to cover like the cover withdrawals. If every client that was servicing this bank withdraw the money, if this is something that happened a lot back in the great depression and all these other things, everybody made a run on the bank, especially when they felt that they couldn't get their money. Uh, well, so I, what I, happened I is know. the bank stepped knew. in and shored it up so that, but you know, before you get to the punchline of that, 
prior to, they knew, and this is why they were taking their monies out of the banks, the people that work there. And they took taken out and they, and they received big bonuses. They had bonuses. All right, so right. I, I think so, you all are going like past, and I want it more step-by-step. Step. Nas is on. Nas, do you want to tell us more step-by-step step why this bank fell into hard times and trouble in the first place? Uh, what's up, y'all? Uh, yeah, 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 talking about the criminals. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think you guys are doing a good job of breaking it down, but just think about the $250,000 uh, FDIC threshold. That gives you everything you need. To so, know. what is that so, two hundred? For those people who don't know, what is a two hundred fifty thousand dollar FDIC threshold? So this goes back to what uh, Aguna was just talking about. Back in the day, where you had the bank runs and the failures and the great market crash, this was one of the protections that was put in. The idea that the government will guarantee up to that amount. So you for don't have each to worry for about each it. person. So if you have, right. if Todd, Aguna, Stephen. And Keith and Nas have $250,000 in a bank. If Each. the bank goes under, the government says, we'll give you your $250,000. If you have $250,001, you're not going to get that $1. Right. So, you, so you're going to get the two fifty. dollars So okay. with this bank, as, as Aguna is saying, this is the specialty bank that had a certain type of client. The majority of their money was stuff over two fifty. dollars that's where you get the idea of not only a old school bank run, but with insider information, meaning people like Peter Thiel, multi-billionaire out there who told some of the people in the know to start pulling their money out because of what was coming. Right. Not to mention they paid off bonuses to some of the people at the top. And then everybody runs to come and get their money at once and the bottom falls out. And here we are where once again, Wall Street, who tells us they're libertarians and we eat, we only eat what we kill, and capitalism is, is the real deal because you survive on your own. Now these people are singing a different tune, and they want the government to come in and say. And that's what I don't understand. I, 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 I think and we should the Republicans separate. Uh, wanted to lift. It's they were not. restricted. Uh, they did. They deregulated. Before. That's right. They were. They were more restricted. Wait a minute, one time, Donald cousin Todd, Trump. and then Stephen. Uh, they had stronger regulations before Trump took office, and then Trump and the Republicans deregulated, where um, they just loosened regulations, where they could get away with this kind of a thing. Okay, Stephen. These people at the bank had insured for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But guess what? They could have had their money, which was nine, ten, twenty million dollars, whatever it was. And these are these are different companies from all over the world, including a lot from China. They could have insured up to millions, but they didn't. Nobody insured up to millions. You want to insure your money. You have to pay a little money to get it insured. That's reasonable. They didn't do it. You know why? Because they knew they would not lose that money because the people that are this rich are running everything in this world and they're over there in California and they're going to make sure they get their money. So everybody on this show should be upset because you don't get those privileges. These are privileges that has nothing to do with color except green or, or whatever you're up there. So that's what, it, and you know, before that happened in California, it happened in New York. We don't hear anything about New York. That, that bank got shut down as well. That bank had a run on it. That bank had, before this bank did, 
This is what's oh. happening right now. And we're, okay, so everybody should be a little bit nervous. Because about of the Republicans. It's not because so, of the Republicans. It's because of uh, the policies of the left. So let me get Keith in here. Keith, What are you talking let about? Let me get Keith in here. Let me get Keith in here. Keith, I thought government was supposed to stay out of business. Why is government backing and making sure that these funds that these rich people have will be there. We're paying for that. We're paying for Ukraine. We're paying for all of it, and nobody's helping the little man. Don't right. uh, do not put Ukraine in that mess, typical Republican. Why not? That's a Fox News trick. It Don't is do not that. A trick. You it's sound a like trick. a Trump supporter. Stacey's one hundred percent correct. Stacey's one hundred percent correct. All right, let me let me just say, uh, you know, the so-called Don. That's Frank. as dumb as saying. Oh, well, wealth, people are on welfare. One thing has nothing to do with the other. I'm going to say okay, this here, so and then I'll let Keith go talk. Ahead, when you promise a country that you will protect them if they get rid of their nuclear weapons, you have to keep your promise dumb. Trump we don't supporters. have to give them a trillion you dollars. Cannot you cannot go back on your word dollars. because... Then your Jason, word means nothing the, in the world. Let's get back to the question. Well, let's see. You know, you got the 2008. Remember 2008 when Bush, uh, Bush and Bush, actually George Bush, a Republican. Oh, wait a minute. You're not going to talk about my boss. You're going to have to stop. Uh, right hey, he was my boss. He's not your boss anymore, Stacy. I worked for him as well. But anyway, uh, back in two, 2008, Remember Bush's statement? He said that bank, big banks, uh, they cannot fail. We can't let banks fail. They're too big to fail. Now, this bank, obviously, you might call it small. It, it had to be pretty big with those kind of deposits. You don't have a, the average American doesn't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They had millions. They had millions, Keith. Yeah, I know. So, so we're not, we're not we're not talking about we're talking about companies though. So we're not talking about individuals. Let me get to my. Let me make the point, please. Uh, Dodd Frank, Dodd Frank, in that situation, you remember those uh, mortgage loans uh, that were loaned to people, given to people who were unqualified buyers. They could not handle uh, the mortgages that they paid, so we had to end up paying that. So now this is one of those types of situations where, back in the environmental, okay, go ahead. Trump made a statement that was very uh, real. I think Trump's statement was right. And Trump is a billionaire, so he ought to know something. But Trump yeah, said... Uh, uh, oh, my God, man. Stacey, see, this is what happens on this show, Stacey. You know, you, you get people who are talking... Okay. All right, go he ahead. He didn't talk over you. He was quiet. He let you talk. Uh, my, my I was quiet, too. Do you? Do I have the right, Stacey, to make my point uh, before they interrupt? That's all I'm asking. All right. So, basically, Trump he said that the environmental and social uh, governance guidelines on social responsibility, investing, and to the uh, diversity, equity, all of that crap, all that social justice stuff, you know, banks having to loan to you because you're black or because you're, uh, you're down and out or because you're this or that or because you're gay, whatever. I'm just making that point. The point is they were not governing according to, uh, you know, what they could handle. They are not governing correctly. So Dodd-Frank gave them that ability to do that 
in in a way that is not equitable, really. And so what's your point? You got to sum it up. You've been so, talking. So wokeness is what caused the collapse. Yeah, so, Stacey, yeah, so, so, okay. All right, all right, all right. So you made your point. Bad, we'll correct, we'll correct. We'll bad business. Bad business practice. That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is what happens when people don't know what they're talking about on this. Sh you give them a platform on this well, show. He just read that from Fox News. He was reading. All that, right, that is ahead, the most now. ridiculous. I'm sorry, Aguna. Go ahead, Aguna. So here's the thing, and can't again. Keith likes to go on these diatribes talking about things he knows nothing about. So I mean, this is the same wokeness that subsidizes the farming industry. You don't talk about, you don't bring up these same things. Equity in farming and things like that is not a problem. All of a sudden, you're trying to link wokeness to the banking industry. It has nothing to do with it. All right. So these same people that are attacking wokeness in the banking industry are the same people that believe in trickle down economics. Right. So you believe in trickle down economics. You know that these tech companies that are investing in or that are utilizing um, Silicon Valley Bank, they create other forms of industry that propagate throughout the U.S. economy. So it may, may be niche. They may be a very unique industry. But guess what? The tech company creates the app that creates that goes to that cell phone that you and I all use that to advance our lifestyles and things like that. So, this, so air goes tech, air goes the U.S. economy. So you can't just sit there and say, oh, you know, this has nothing to do with we're paying for this, we're paying for that. Yeah, we're paying for it because also we reap the benefits of these industries, reap the benefits of the, the war in the Ukraine where the military industrial complex is benefiting. You, we reap the benefits from a lot of these things. So on one hand, you're opportunistically trying to tie it to woke. On the other hand, you would, you would do the same thing. You wouldn't have the same type of selective outrage if it had to do with farming or something like that linked to Trump. And if you think Trump is a billionaire because he's a self-made billionaire, you need to go back and look at your history there. Because again, he's gone to bankruptcy. He's leveraged a lot of these things that he's claiming that we're doing, that these banking companies are doing. He's, he's leveraged a lot of these same regulations and laws that he's criticizing as he got out of debt and he got out of a lot of these other things that he's gone into. Again, if Trump had to go from scratch, he hadn't made any of that money. He inherited that money. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust the words of a person who, who is, um, game the system. Well, I trust. Okay, Nas. Yeah, so, Let me so get Nas first, in here. Yeah. So, so first things first, we got to get 2008. Correct. Keith, this did not happen because they had to give loans to poor people, blacks, or any other group of folks you want to name. 2008 happened because they figured out a new financial instrument to make themselves wealthy. What do we know from that era? Subprime loans and predatory loans. What does that mean? That means they were giving loans to people who they knew could not pay and then creating financial instruments based off them knowing they gave the loans to people who could not pay. So they give you the house the balloon interest rate that'll go up in the middle that they know you can't afford, take the house from you, sell it again. But then on the back end, this is the part where it got dangerous, where when they came up with credit default swaps. And credit default swap was basically they would take all of the mortgages that they knew would fail mm -hmm. because the people would not be able to afford them and put them into a tranche and sell that as a financial issue. Right. So everybody mm -hmm. started buying them. And once everybody started buying them, you're all correlated to the same thing, which means when it goes bad, there's a domino effect that goes all over the globe. 
And that's the story of the housing crisis in 2008. Short version. There's much better versions out there you can rock, read. Matter of fact, watch that movie. Hell, there's a movie about it. That's why you regulate. That's why you regulate. So government involvement. Let's have a good Hold on. Hold on. That's how you get Frank. That's how you get Dodd Frank, where you put in the protection, some teeth to make sure that if there's going to be some. It's just going to be some contamination. It's going to be you alone. You die alone. It's not going to be you spread your contamination institution after institution after institution. So 2018, Trump takes away some of the teeth in Dodd-Frank, and he didn't do it alone. This was bipartisan. Let's not forget. We can't just do uh, the Republicans did it, therefore. No, the Republicans and Democrats have pressure from huge financial uh, offices who donate to both campaigns and like to buy influence. So they said, look, you're kind of you're kind of stagnating us. We can make a lot more money if some of these regulations were taken away. You're actually uh, causing the market to to slow because of how it's regulated. So they said, OK, fine, we'll take some of the teeth out. And of course, the same thing <laughs> happens again where they're overexposed and they need Main Street to bail out essentially an arm of Wall Street. So we're back to square one with the same trouble. But this idea of banking and woke, brother, have you ever been in a banker's board meeting or looked up the board of directors for any of these banks? They're not woke. That's not a problem they have, brother. Stop letting people peddle you. And, they are, and what is woke? What is there? She doesn't know. And for, for small businesses, again, Republicans had forever been for small business. They made certain provisions. If you look at any government contract, they guarantee that certain amounts of those contracts go to minority owned, women owned sometimes, but small businesses, some and veteran owned, you know, so by saying, yeah. hey, it's because it's woke, I guess if you don't take care of your military veterans, I guess that's being woke. I mean, you're using this term just again, if it's not something at the border, you're going to use this term. You got to have a boogeyman. You got to have a boogeyman term to rally the crazies. Woke? So if you Woke see my screen up here, it says didn't even know what the word meant five years ago. It says former Goldman Sachs CEO. Let Stacy quiet. Excuse me. Notion that Silicon Valley Bank failed because of diversity is laughable. Who said that? It was an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. A lot of people on the right like immediately jumped on it because it has some of their favorites in it which is wokeness and the idea of diversity and inclusion and things like that being a problem. When in actuality, and, and look, the best way I explain this is, let's think about college football. All of us here know college football, right? So Alabama, Georgia, those are the main schools. They can recruit from everywhere, all over the country, which means they get the best talent, Top, uh, you know, cream of the crop. That's what they get. If tomorrow you told Alabama they could only recruit the state of Alabama Guess what happens to Alabama's football program? It's not as good anymore because their pool of talent is no longer as diverse. Right. Now, think about that in every other aspect of life when it comes to hiring, firing, jobs, whatever. If you want to get the best, you're going to have to pull from a deeper pool of talent. Why, why are American soccer teams not as good as the rest of the world? Well, because the majority of our good athletes are playing basketball, baseball, football, hockey, and other MMA, whatever, they're not playing soccer, which is why we're not a world soccer power, even though we have a huge population. The talent pool isn't that deep. Now, if you got rid of basketball and all those guys had to play soccer, guess what? We'd become a world power in soccer because the talent pool would be deeper we're drawing from. So think about that in banking and every other uh, institution or, or career you want to think of. 
And yes, diversity actually improves everything because you're drawing from a deeper pool with more talent. Okay, so if you look at my screen, it says that Lloyd Blankfein, senior chairman and former CEO of Goldman Sachs, said it was laughable that Silicon Valley Bank collapsed because it had board members who belonged to minority communities. What did you want to say, Stephen, about that? You want to say something? No, 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 no. I'm good. I don't really know any anything about that. Okay. Right, he's a board member that said it was laughable that Silicon Valley collapsed. Was he laughing because a bank collapsed? Is that what he's saying? No, 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 no. Oh he God. was but saying he's laughing at the people blaming diversity or equity for the collapse. Oh, I got, I got you. Well, I don't know. I, you know what? It could be, it could be because of of their practices and the way they do things, rather than just trying to be a solid bank and doing the right thing. Maybe they stopped doing what they were doing. Like a lot of, if you go woke, a lot of times you go broke. And, and maybe what if they stop okay, that, you, Steven. No, that that that's not it. I got it. So, Sorry, so think Steven. about what just happened. We just had one of the smartest men ever to run a hedge fund tell you that, no, it's not that diversity nonsense. These people messed up in the ways that we just talked about. And still, Steven immediately grasped for, he, he just grabbed at it. Well, maybe yeah. it's the woke. No, it it's may not be. You know why Blanket Farm is famous? Well, you people believe the people who are in charge minute, that they control all of, your, all of your money. Believe in the people who are in charge of all of the money and believe hold everything on. they tell you. Believe everything they tell you. Hold Bill hold Gates on. is your friend. Go go ahead, Nas. So, yeah, so finish it up real quick. So why is Blanket Farm being talked to right now? Why is he going to be the main guy people want to get a quote from? He was the head of Goldman before the housing crisis where they brought in a couple people and they figured out that the housing bubble existed. So while everybody else was going bankrupt and losing money and they were able to buy up some of the other companies, they made money during the housing crisis because they figured it out before it happened. That's uh -huh. why they went to like get insider, a insider trading. Yeah. That business better than what? 99% of the world, he knows what he's doing. That's why he said what he uh, said. He just said he believes Donald Trump. He's, he's the leaders are, are, are putting one over on your Nas, and you can't even see it. So Trump isn't an elitist. Trump isn't an elitist. I don't trust him all the way. I don't trust Trump all the way. So, so you're, you're, you're a broke, you're, you're a broke person in a basement criticizing the people that make money. And I'm not in a basement. I'm doing. You're, you're definitely well. not running Goldman Sachs. You're not running Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs you're not the is expert. A wicked, evil company. That don't, don't, be do don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. You're not the expert. All the bad stuff they so, did. So Just me, say you're not the I expert. Talk about. Excuse me. Okay. I want to talk about what is next for this banking. How it's going to affect Chairman. What Chairman Powell is going to do, and how it's going to affect the everyday person. Well, they're going to kick his ass about interest rates because one thing they're going to say is that bank bought bonds at a certain rate with the right. idea that they, that they could sell off, that they can make some money. They were trying to make money from that. Well, well not only not make money, but they, if the crisis was to happen, they would at least be able to pay it out. But if the interest rates are way different from what they bought them, at, then that's how you can see the collapse coming. So the whole thing with Powell and the government right now is contain the virus. You don't want the virus to spread to other banks. You don't want other people to start, you know, thinking of things like this and, you know, get that domino effect that leads to an economic And crisis. how does that affect so that's, you and that's I? That's the whole process now. Well, it, it, well, if it happens, you remember 2008? 
Now, imagine 2008 with inflation on top of it. Yeah, it would be so, a disaster. So tell people yeah, like here, us. Here what, we go. what does that mean? That means they got to fix this. Now, no, what does it mean? What re, When you say remember 2008, I don't, let's say, I don't remember 2008. What was 2008 like? We were losing 500,000 jobs a month. Uh, we had to do bailouts to the banks, the auto industry, and multiple other U.S. institutions that would have gone under if not for government intervention and bailing them out. Okay. Except for homeowners. countries were investing in our bonds and buying some of those tranches I talked about, those CDO tranches I talked about a little while ago. They had those tied up in pension funds and everything else. So this was a global meltdown. So Aguna, so Aguna. Uh, Aguna. And Americans lost their homes. They were underwater. Yes. The, those was, are the only the people that didn't get bailed out. So, and so you're saying this would be, if they don't get this under control, what would it look like to us? I mean, a lot of it would impact our 401ks and, you know, our investment portfolios. Those of who have those, and like, especially if you are diverse and you have investments in like banking mutual funds and things like that you may see an impact there um now if it propagates into the larger banks such as like a wells fargo or a bank of america it may impact them from a portfolio standpoint but a lot of those banks are so diversified that you know they're insulated from things like this i mean you're not you shouldn't see a run at wells fargo like you did with citizens value bank just because a they're so invested across the board and they pay big money to 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 steam off things like that because even if in 2008 though these um you saw where the some of the larger banks made provisions they actually did forbearances and things like that to keep people in their homes and things like that that's because they had the uh the wherewithal and the resources to do so without having to shutter their banks or anything like that that's the benefit okay. of being a larger bank versus some of these community banks that don't have those assets so that means the problem the problem will be solved uh, because the damn document wait a minute what are you saying Nas? and then Nas and then keith what were you saying Nas? yeah i'll get out your way quick Keith. just to piggyback on what aguna just said and the other part was these banks could not produce <laughs> the paperwork for ownership of these homes because of right. that CD thing I talked about earlier where things were tranched and split up and you know spread out in so many places that you know, they just couldn't produce the deed. So they had to let some of those people stay in it, uh, a little longer than what they wanted because how do you prove ownership of something that big? Okay. Yeah, I know people that got that walked away from mortgages scot free and owned their home debt free because of it's changed hands so many times because of you know, they couldn't find the paperwork one you know one loan servicer went bankrupt another loan servicer tried to buy it and then couldn't trace it so they walked away from their homes i mean they basically got the home scot-free or mortgage-free american dream question to uh nas and uh question to nas and Guna. so does that mean that, um the all of the regulations that trump supposedly uh got rid of uh, have they been placed back into order by uh, Biden? Has Biden put them back? Uh, again, see, before we even answer that question, you can't even tell us what regulations you're talking about. Well, yeah, I did. I did. I just you're, you're just blanketly saying because what types of regulations are you even talking about that Trump removed? You don't even know. 
environment. Don't do that, Aguna. Just focus well, on. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Stacey. When you when you when you're talking about okay, did Bride did Trump automatically all the regulations that Trump had to legislatively remove over the course of several months and in, in of the term of his presidency? Now all of a sudden. You know, you're saying, did Biden put them back in place? Like, when last week? What are you talking about? I mean, let's let's be practical about what we're talking about on the show. You can't just blanketly say statements like that and expect to have a, a educated debate. There are some things ramifications of what Trump did that caused this situation. That's just a fact. So yeah, it's going to take more than just a day to to fix those things. You guys. You guys interrupt every single time. You don't give me enough, but I know yeah. that's a strategy. Uh, We're I not said, saying anything now. I gave you a list. I gave you a list and I wrote it down. I, I, I researched it and this was uh, in uh, the uh, Federalist uh, paper. No, I'm sorry, not Federalist paper, but this the was Federal. in the this was uh, in news report, and it said that Trump said, and and you you refute that. That's fine, but I'm just asking you yes. the question. Not, Trump not said only, environmental. Every other journal out there reporting on it. Will you be quiet for a moment? So, I'm almost done. Away from the, the be quiet for a moment because he said Will Trump. You, all right, Trump said environmental and social governance. Guidelines. These are guidelines for environmental and social governance. You have all these environmental regulations, uh, responsible investing uh, to uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion considerations in business. So all of that, that's the woke stuff. That's what it means, wokeness. Wokeness is social justice and social uh, diversity. Okay, so that is what is in that bill, uh, what, what is in the law, and Trump tried to get rid of but all I'm asking you is, did Biden put it back by his pen, the yeah. stroke okay. of the pen? So, so let's do this. Let, let's let's yeah. do this. You, all you're asking is, Dodd-Frank provisions, did Biden put them back with yes. Ortiz? The answer is no, not yet. They're deliberating on that. Okay. We will see. Now, the thing I was trying to get to, because you made this into a pop star type of thing where we're talking about Trump, if Hillary Clinton wins in 2016, there is no guarantee that by 2018 they don't convince her to do the same thing. And by they, I mean, you know, wealthy the industry. hedge fund managers who can donate to campaigns, the people who can cause you to win or lose elections. She probably does the same thing. Well, that so was she's not she's not running again. So to, you're talking about yeah, the past, no, right? But Stacey, yeah, but, but we are. But we're talking about the influence of the banking interest in this country to where R or D, they're going to have some sway in an administration. And I think they could have pulled this off with Hillary as well. They could have got some of those provisions removed. Hey, you guys are, are slowing us down. Uh, we can really raise the GDP of the country and really get things moving. If you guys take these records, like it's an easy sell. Their job. So they're saying they've been hustling them. OK, so let take Stacy. Stacy, would you please let me. Finish? OK, go ahead. Their job is to convince you to make things as best as possible for Wall Street. Your job as an elected official is to tell them no. We haven't had many that have been able to tell them no. Okay. That's the point. All right. So they were trying. So in other words, they're hustlers in coming words, to the person who has. No other words. The, Move on. 
Yeah, but that, that way, Nas, we, 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 we still have our core. And they're saying, let me in this bank. And most people would say, no, you can't come in the bank. The bank is closed. But because they have contributed oh and helped you build your bank, <laughs> you open the door and let them in the bank. They got a board of directors, too. They got people they got to answer to, too. Hey, how come we're not making as much money as we did last quarter? How come last year we were projected to do this and that? Uh, go call my man in Washington. Let's see what we can do. We can get something done. We can fix this. Uh, we're not all bad. There are things we can do. And DEI and things like that, he's talking about these as if these are legal ramifications that they had to do. No, these were public relations maneuvers, especially after 2020, that every company covered themselves in as if they were doing so much good for the world. Why? Because any business would. Hell, you ever seen a Coke commercial? What are you going to tell you? So looking at our screen, uh, foxbusiness.com says Biden's defense budget hikes outpaced by inflation drawing GOP criticism. Biden's $842 billion budget proposal for the Pentagon would need to be increased by $23 billion to keep pace with current inflation. Cousin Todd, do you want to talk about Biden's budget and whether or not you agree with what Fox Business just said. Well, um, with inflation right now, it's going to be higher. <clears throat> but uh, Biden is a smart person. He's been in government for years. So what he's trying to do is make it as light as he can on the American people. And this is what Democrats do, unlike Republicans. Um, Republicans look out for the wealthy. Democrats look out for all of us, which is what Biden is trying to do. Oh, that's it? That's it. Okay. Did you want me to go, you want me to talk and talk and talk like you said last week, we're going to start putting a time limit. You said that's One right. We're putting a time person. limit on responses. And so when Absolutely. I give it, okay. So with Biden's budget, Stephen, um, did you like or not like some of the things he introduced? I don't like most of the stuff he does. And I have to disagree with my friend, cousin Todd. Neither party cares about the people. The Democrat Party doesn't care about people and try to do things to make it better for the people. Neither does the Republican Party. Once we understand this, and then we have to hold their feet to the fire, whoever is in charge, be it Democrat or Republican, if we don't do that, we never get a voice. We never get a voice. So if everything that Joe Biden and his administration does is okay with you because you want to make sure they stay in power and they stay in power against us, the same way, Trump, the same way Trump works to do the other way. The people have got to find a way to work together, no matter what side they're on or what side they think is on their side, they're not. The Republicans and Democrats are not on our sides. Okay, Once you figure you. it out, we'll thank get you. it. We'll get it so, Keith, but if you, you just look at said this last article, week that you Todd, like time Joe is up, Biden. Todd. Todd's time is up. I muted him. If you look at the article I have on the screen by Fox News, GOP criticizes Biden's budget proposal in front of his budget director, Funky Voodoo Accounting. OMB uh -huh. director Shalanda Young appeared in front of a Senate panel to discuss 
the Biden administration's $6.9 trillion fiscal year 2024 budget proposal. Do you think, Keith, that it is funky voodoo accounting? Well, of course it is, but uh, who cares? I mean, I care, but I mean, that's a facetious statement. Uh, you see, they don't expect people to really make a big deal out of it because it's Joe Biden. It's like what Stephen said. I, I think it went past many of you guys. Uh, what Stephen said is very important. Neither party at this point, neither party is in favor of the American people. Uh, and when it comes to uh, this uh, inflation and the, the whole uh, financial aspects of, of our nation, where, you know, we are in deep doo-doo and we are financing the whole world, yet are the American people, they are financing the whole world. I could say it that way. So that's what's happening. We are financing the whole world while we are losing finances. So, so, cousin, so, so let's hold him to that statement. In what way are we financing the world, sir? We draw oh. down on how much we spend on NATO. Uh, we're like fifth when it comes to contributions to other nations that are in poverty or, you know, having some type of military conflict, things like that. How are we financing the world? Please well, give us a look. We've give given three. three oh, we've given how we're financing the world, sir. We've given billions to Ukraine with a B trillions. Actually, we're in the trillions. We're going to they are asking for more. And we still, and we don't okay. have, a, you know, stop. we're saying you we still, you get, hold on, let's stop. You made yeah. a point okay. that we give billions to Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. So how does that money get to Ukraine? When they, when the check is cut, does it go to the DOD or does it go to Zelensky? I don't know. To be honest with it you. It goes to Zelensky. Okay. No, it goes to the DOD. And the four, Aguna told y'all this last week. How are we doing this yet how they're giving the, all their old equipment that we don't need that we don't that's even get true. in addition to the funds the, but that's not true we're giving them good equipment we're not giving them garbage that's some line that they put Outdated. out we're putting out good stuff we are we are hurting ourselves we are hurting our own defensive effort they're weakening america guys our defense team yeah. is getting weaker under Biden. It is the truth. Yeah. This, this is the trouble when y'all just come up with these things and somebody asks you. To I'm not coming up with anything. It's facts. It's easy well, facts, and I can you. prove it. Keith made a statement, and he can't back it up. When, when we cut I can't money, back it up. When we cut money that goes to Ukraine, the check is cut. It goes to the DOD. We buy the weapons and ammunition and the government services industries and agencies that are over in Ukraine station to keep that so-called no-fly zone up. All of that stuff costs money, and that money goes through the DOD. Now, how is Ukraine going to pay this back? They're going to have to sell off their private areas. They're going to have to sell off a, a gang of that grain. There's going to be all kinds of things that happen there. It's going to be a net gain for us, net loss for them. So, again, so how long... Of how we're fighting. Yeah. So, let, wait, let me get Aguna in here. Aguna, so, we're talking about. Can I just make one point? One quick point. So, if you think that's delusional, Stephen, how do you think the Great Depression ended? And how do you think the U.S. came out of World War II a superpower? Is because all those other countries owed us an enormous war debt. That's what okay. popped our economy up. So that's why, you know, that, so, I mean, you've seen it done historically. This is Don't answer that, Stephen. I got a question. All right. All right, so go ahead, my Jason. question is, if you look at my screen, 
This is Fox News. It says Senator Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, suggested to Office of Management and Budget Director Shalanda Young that Biden's progressive policies, if implemented, could lead to a repeat of the issues that caused the country's 16th largest banking institution to collapse over the weekend in roughly 48 hours, and at another point called the plan Funky Voodoo Accounting. So what what is he so what is he specifically talking about? What Biden what what is Biden gonna do to cause what bank to collapse? He's saying he's fearful that the president's budget using, okay. using the same voodoo accounting that brought down Silicon Valley Bank and that um the president isn't being fiscally responsible or doesn't have so if you Okay, no, so Mike you Lee, wait a minute. Mike Lee from Utah says, I find it curious, if not troubling, that the president claims to be a steward of fiscal responsibility with a track record on deficit and debt accumulation in the last two years. Okay. During which there was a Democratic control of both the House and the Senate. So if you look at this budget and compare it to the budget that the Republicans supported in the past under Trump, and you started going line by line and looking at, you know, the similarities in the deltas you don't see a lot of difference. Now, of course, whatever budget Biden puts out there, they're not going to like it just on ideological grounds, A. And B, this is Biden's first shot across the bow. So there's going to be negotiation. So he's going to put things in there that, that are going to, they're going to be wish list items for him in order to hopefully bring the Republicans to the table. Now, the problem is, you know, are they going to be serious or not? Because if you look at the budget, it also puts in um, provisions for deficit reduction as well. So there are things in there that historically Republicans have agreed to in the past that now all of a sudden they're going to be stewards of the economy again. But under Trump, they kind of open up the purse strings a little bit. So this is all part of a negotiation. You go in line by line, you start looking at some of the things that they're looking to cut, even some of the things that the the Republicans were talking about as far as like raising the age of retirement and, and some of the entitlement programs. These are all negotiation things that they're starting off with in order to bring the others to the table. Now, whether others to the table is going to happen under this political climate is what's going to be in question. Question. But if you compare this budget to Trump's budget, there are a lot of similarities. Also, you're breaking up again. Um, Cousin Todd, do you want to finish that out and then we'll uh, bring in Stephen? Yeah, because uh, Donald, under Donald Trump, the Republicans raised the debt ceiling over and over again. Everybody does. Oh, now everybody does. Everybody so, does. So then it shouldn't be no problem under... No, um, it's no problem. Everybody does it. Okay. So, Steve, let's bring Stephen in. We're running out of time. I have some breaking news, but go ahead. Right now, everybody should think about diversifying, liquefying, and uh, protecting yourself right now. Because and we're uh, some of us old enough to remember 2008. Some of us old enough and remember well enough that we got screwed. Because we're the little guys. Little guys got screwed. Got Banks, screwed got, under Banks, what got, Banks didn't get screwed. The rich didn't get screwed. We got screwed. So diversify, liquefy, do what you need to do right now. Because really hard times. All right, so wait a minute. Does does everybody agree? Does does everybody agree with Stephen that we should liquefy and diversify right now? What does that even mean? I don't know. Liquefy. What it means, what it means is, you, you, you mean sell you all think, your stuff and keep your cash and sit on your cash 
like put in, you know, no, if you're on no, the, the table and you maybe got a bunch you, of chips on the table. Maybe you use that. Maybe you use that. Maybe you use Wait, excuse me. Can I finish? You want to take everything off the table and get your cash back because somebody's about to roll a bunch of sevens. No, what I'm saying is you take your cash and you buy stuff. You do things. You invest money. You buy gold. You buy silver. You do things. You diversify is what I said. You diversify is what you have to do right now because so, things are so changing. You're gonna buy, but, but you, realize, you realize that you're buying money. Are you buying it with cash or are you buying it with credit? Uh, well, if you have to buy with credit, then you have to pay extra money. I don't do that. Why would you so, do that? So, so, I mean, if you're buying, because again, you're talking about diversify. I get what you're saying, because I also agree. You know, you got You can buy commodities. You can buy real estate. You can have cash on hand. You can buy bonds. But at the same time, you got to realize that in an international and a global economy, all that stuff is tied together anyway. So, I mean, you, you got to diversify, but you have to be very deliberate in what you're doing. And again, you got to determine what bubble is uh, is going to burst and win. There's a tech bubble. Right Each individual needs to do what's right for them. So, I can't so, so, a blanket statement. You're exactly right. But so when you say diversify, right now, yeah, buy real that. estate. You can buy real estate. You can you can pull some yeah. money out your house. You can do this. But at the end of the day, there's really nothing you can do other than just be smart right about now. where you put your money. Yeah, the thing I was going to say is uh, the statement from Lee is one of the most dangerous, unpatriotic statements you can make. Uh, when you put that fear in people, especially people who've been through a pandemic two years ago, are going through inflation, and you tell them that a bank run is coming, everything is imminent, uh, the sky is going to fall. You can actually create the conditions to start a mini panic where everybody, oh, absolutely. That's the intent. That's the intent. I agree. Like, even if you don't like Biden's budget, you criticize Biden's budget, but what you don't do is enhance the panic. You're, you're spreading the virus, so to say. And as far as what Stephen is talking about, where he feels like, hey, I, I just don't trust what these people are going to do, therefore I'm going to diversify. Hey, there's a lot of reasonable people that do that. Nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times you end up moving way too much on something that would just settle out, you know, a few months from now. And you look back on it and you say, damn, I didn't really have to close those accounts and change all these different things. I and did. I didn't have to lose I, the money when I had to close those accounts because you had to pay. So, so, for example, for example, in 2008, I was trying to sell my house in Florida. And I was selling it and the market just collapsed. Right. So it went from being sold at one house, you know, at one point and then then I couldn't sell it. Now, the the house now I held on to it. Right. So now the house is worth double that it was when I first was trying to sell it. So to Nas's point. Yeah, you sometimes you got to ride it out. Sometimes you got sometimes I was lucky enough to be able to to ride it out. Not everybody could be able to can do that but at the same time it's very cyclical the the economy is very cyclical so a lot of times these things bounce back you just have to be patient and you have to be smart about it so you can't panic no don't panic Uh, i mean i could but i i would not i mean there's no reason to no i'm talking about with this upcoming with this impending uh financial storm that's coming No, no. I mean, no. It's what, about, no, no what, about I mean. what about the climate? They could, your your house could be underwater. Wait, let him Stephen, you didn't let him finish. I asked him a question, and I wanted uh, him to finish. I didn't hear him. 
Yeah, so if the climate right now, and right now, and again, a lot of times I trust my gut. At the end right. of the day, if my the value of my house drops below the mortgage at this point, it, it would be a total collapse because I, I have very little. I refinance several times, and I mean, you only have like 10 years left on that mortgage, right? So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you can you can control certain things, but you can't control others. I, I, w- I wouldn't sell it, um, but... You know, again, it's part of my long-term strategy, and you know, there are certain things you 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 ride the wave, and the other things you get in and get out, like Bitcoin and stuff like that. You may want to jump in for a little bit and jump out, but you don't. What yeah. you don't do is, you know, especially when leaders and these these silicon and these hedge fund folks start talking, you know, doom and gloom. By that time, they've already positioned themselves to do the opposite of what they're talking about. Yeah. So you got to wonder, especially these guys in, in the Senate and in Congress, they have a lot of inside information. And if they're trying to create a panic, they're doing it to their own benefit because, you know, again, would you say to get like in or get Pelosi out of Bitcoin, would you say to ride with Bitcoin or would you say you should hit it and quit it when it's hot? Or it, it depends on. I mean, I I don't I don't invest in Bitcoin. Again, I'm traditional. I'm conservative. Uh, I know people that do and do very well, but I also yeah. know people that lost a lot of money uh, because mm. they think it's going to jump up. And uh, my brother lost a lot of money. He had Dogecoin. It, it you know at one point it was like up to ten thousand. Now it's less than a thousand dollars. He put in two thousand. So yeah, well that's not a lot of money and. And that's also, not. That's not. That's just an example. But it is a lot of money. If you, if you, I mean, I don't have that like laying around. That's yeah, right, that's but, a lot of money, Todd. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of money. You don't want to lose that so, kind of money. Let's go, let's go back to a year ago. We watched the Super Bowl, and there's a crypto commercial. In, I mean, every ten minutes there was another crypto commercial. Mm-hmm. Then we get the crypto crash this year. So all of them suckers that they reeled in around the Super Bowl time when they was telling us about how crypto was so great. That gives you the idea of back when it was the thing to invest in, they wasn't telling everyday folks about it. No. Right. Think rich folks going to tell us, hey, man, this is what you need to do. <laughs> like, come on. That's exactly but, right. But, That's but right. There is uh, such a thing as a bear market and a bull market. So right now, it's a bear market. So really, the ideal thing is to buy cheap. And, yeah, um, it, it is. It is to buy, but you also got to buy certain sectors. I mean, you know, the tech sector crash, which is what's happening right now. A lot of people are getting laid off in the tech sector. That was that was positioning a year ago. So what you're just seeing the residual effects of things that were being because again we don't we don't have a lot of these little startups they don't have access to credit like they did interest rates were very low so it's very easy for a tech company to run out and and borrow millions and millions of dollars and knowing that they're not going to have to pay a high interest rate on it now it's hard to get money right so it's hard to hire again these tech companies hire very high talent you know you know I know people that are making three, four times what they would made a year ago just because they have a certification or something like that, right? So now they're realizing, okay, we've over we've overspent or we over resourced. And so they're cutting a lot of those folks. Okay. So, so we have I'm sorry, we're out of time. We have to do our round table. I want to cover a few things in our round table. I wish we could go on because we have a lot to discuss. But uh first first thing we'll start Before with Before you get to he, that, Agun, are you in um um what part of Florida? Palm Beach? No, Orlando. That was Orlando. 
Okay. He said that. Remember, he said years ago. I just remember. I don't know where he and his wife are, but I remember him saying Orange County. He's a resident. Do you remember him saying Orange that? County? The the former. It, what, what's the Disney District? What do they call it? The <laughs> DeSantis War on Corporate America. Yeah. War on wokeness in corporate America. About that with Disney, Todd. No, I don't remember. If he's not saying Palm Beach or Delray Beach, I'm not interested. Okay. Well, next time, don't try to hijack my show. I just asked the question. He was talking about his house in Florida. I just said, where was it? Okay, so the round uh, Well, one shameless plug for that. The best cheesesteak I ever had was in Florida, by the way. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. well, that means you have not eaten in Philly. No, uh, no, I have. That's that's yes, why I'm sad to say that. What? Where did you go? Don't tell me, Pat. Oh my gosh! Oh, no, 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 no! I did not go to Pat's. Pat's it hasn't been the same since 1983. Okay, where did you go in Philly? Um, there are a couple of spots. There's, well, <laughs> I did go to Max's. I do like Max's. I do like Max's. They'll lose. Okay, they'll, right. they'll, they'll, they'll 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 okay, we have food segments on this show too, which we're like, going to get back to. But go ahead. I like Joe, New Jersey. I like New Jersey. Tatos. And then um, Nas, then Aguna, and then Cousin Todd. I have a few questions for you. The first one. Would oh my be, gosh. This is a setup. You know, Keith and Steven are not going to remember any of this. Go. So, Keith, the first question is the abortion pill. This is Women's Month. Should the Walgreens continue to make the abortion pill available to women? No. See? Stephen. I think they should force these women to take them. We don't need any more babies. We've had enough babies. Okay, Anybody thank you. Anybody in there, they should force every one of them to take one of these thank abortions. You. Thank you. I need to be the first to take it. Thank you, Todd. Nice. I, I took my pills this morning. Good for you, Keith. Yes, it should be available. Aguna. Yep, it should be their individual decision, not the government. Cousin Todd. There are situations where a woman has to have an abortion for her health or okay. for the health of the child. Right. So, therefore, there should always be an option, unlike Keith and Stephen, who feel like a woman is not uh entitled to control her own body or anybody else's well if only you believe that during covid i would have believed you then okay thank you see how todd see how wrong you were todd and how efficient keith stephen nas no and you were going to go through a list of questions that they weren't going to remember so now you switch it up and try Hi, well, let's go. Hey, Stacey, we have time. Let's go through the other list of questions. Okay, so here's the other one. I'm going to share my screen. Start with Keith, and then Stephen, and then Kim. Nas, Goon, and Todd. If you look at the screen, Russian leadership approved aggressive actions of jets. Let me see. Okay. Aggressive actions of jets that damage U.S. drone. And um, is that an act of war? Yes, that is, because they took action. It's like an imminent threat. And uh, in the rules of engagement, when there is an imminent threat, if someone's standing in front of me with a knife and says, I'm going to stab you, I have a right to kill him if I have okay, to. Okay, so now we should, so we should respond with nuclear weapons towards Russia? We should respond with the proportionate force. 
whatever the uh, proportionate force would be. Oh, now, my gosh. One of our drones, they knocked down a drones, but they didn't use nuclear weapons, for crying out loud. So we don't have to. I mean, we've got uh, the kind of military, according to Aguna, we got a strong military. we got things hidden back there that they don't even know about. So okay, we thank should you, be Stephen, able to come back. Same question. I, I respectfully disagree with Keith on this because it was a drone. Uh-oh, uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Divorce. It divorce. It's trouble in paradise. <laughs> but that means it was... It was I wish I'd never quit you. Hey, Keith, it would have been, been an act of war if we had one of our pilots in there. The fact that we did it, it was just, it was just a slap in the face, much like the balloons from China. You know, it cost us a lot of money. And it, was, it wasn't cool of them to do it. Now, we should act accordingly and take down one of their drones, or maybe two of their drones. I don't know. But is it an act of war? No, it's not an act of war. Jesus Christ. Not to me. Uh, Please. No, How about... Oh, sorry. This is, this is the fallout from proxy wars. You're going to have accidents. You're going to have things done on purpose that are sabotage. And you're just going to have to kind of wink and nod at the other side. Okay, you got me there. Bet you I get you back next week. This is what the right. big powers do. Okay, thank you. Aguna. I mean, how about sell the Ukraine billions and billions of dollars of arms? <laughs> We're sitting here talking about a drone. Look, the U.S., China, all of us are in proxy wars around yeah. the world. It's no right. different. To say that we need to go and have some retaliation for this is ridiculous. Uh -huh. I mean, at the end of the day, we our, our, our arms are killing Russian soldiers as we speak. I summed it up. That's all. That's all. Our arms are killing Russian soldiers as we speak. Aguna, just to save face. That's all. Just to save face. No, we are, no I, I know I, there's something called a javelin that's saving face right oh, now in the Ukraine. That's all I need. It's built, it was built, it was built in Florida. Okay, I still have two things, cousin Todd. They know, they know it. Okay, I'll just say this: I don't think the marriage is going to work between Keith and Stephen now. Okay, then my next thing, I'm going to share my screen, please. We got to move on. I'm trying to get all this in. Um, breaking news or new news: There's a discontent of rural communities if you can see that on CNN.com with their urban counterparts. And it's highlighted by the movement to absorb more than half of Oregon into greater Idaho. What in the what is going on, Keith? Uh, I, oh, good, good Lord. This is crazy. Go ahead. Well, that is really insane. Um, no, I, I'm against it. Just keep. Oh, thank um, you. Are, you, do you, are you sure? Are you sure, Keith? Yeah. All right, Stephen. Okay. I got one more with Trump. Hey, hey, Go Keith, ahead, uh, Keith, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you again on this one. <laughs> uh, 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 know, I, I'm about to say, he doesn't know the story, Stephen. He doesn't know the story. Right. I, I know this story because I know somebody that's out there right now in that particular part of the country, and this is what they want to do. And it, it makes sense because they don't want this uh, super progressive crap that goes on around them. They want to come together. And be like, uh, I don't know, Mennonites or, or something. No, they want to join Idaho. They want to leave Oregon because of Portland and join Idaho. 
because okay. they Thank they share values. They share Nas. the values. They share conservative values, Keith. Nas, and I'm going to skip Aguna because he already commented. Go ahead. No, Nas. I mean, but it, it's funny. I'll just say this. It's funny how over there, conservatives are running from liberals because they, they want government. They, they, they're they mad at their government. But if you look in Florida, <laughs> the government is actually suppressing people. It's, it's okay. So they cherry pick when they want government involved and when they don't. Okay, Nas. No, I was just going to say, I know they ain't blaming us for Oregon because ain't many of us out there. What, the basketball team? Uh, a couple of, like, we <laughs> Okay, thank you, Cousin Todd. I think they should get together and elect their own president and have their own United States. Good for you, Todd. That's Cheers. Right. Thank you. Four. And the last and final one is... Former President Trump, as you can see what I'm sharing, he, uh, Fulton County investigators have another recording of a Trump phone call pressuring a Georgia official, in addition to the fact that New York City is looking for an indictment against Trump. This is the final one. We're starting with Keith, then Stephen, then Nas, Aguna, and Cousin Todd. How can Trump run for president with all these things up against him? <laughs> Well, you know, Trump is tough, man. You, you know, he's going to run and I, he'll probably win. I, well, I hope he does unless they cheat again. But uh, the point is, uh, I think that <laughs> I just wanted to make the point from the last statement. Um, I think that uh, Abraham Lincoln did not allow certain states to, uh, you know, that's what the whole Civil War was all about. Some states wanted to secede from the Union. And they were the southern states. Okay, Keith, I, I don't have time for that. You got to say they don't want to leave the union. They want to leave Oregon. They want to merge okay, with another we state. We were talking about that. We were talking about Trump running for president with well, he two should run. possible indictments. He's, he's going to run. It doesn't matter how much they indict him. Okay. Okay. Thank he, you, Stephen. Donald done. Trump a lot was a was a businessman when he came into office. He, he did things that sometimes were unethical, but he wasn't a politician like Biden was for 50 years. He had sex with a porn star, and then he paid her off to keep her damn mouth shut, but she didn't keep her mouth shut, but he still paid her off. And most women who are in that business, they would like, uh, uh, what was it, six, seven zeros? I don't know. Most most women would like that. So they have nothing on Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been in, in the industry of construction in New Jersey and New York for so many years, they have nothing on him. He is okay, the cleanest person thank in the world. You. He's not thank a politician, you, and he's you, better yeah, than anything, I mean, anything the right wait, or the wait, left wait, has. Donald thank Trump you, needs to be the president. The fact that they stole it. They stole it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Bono, Stephen. You look like Bono. Thank you. Nas. Yeah, so basically, uh, they have to get him. They came up with these cases. They've got the indictments. Uh, he has to be found guilty and stopped from running. Because if they lose, he will ride the wave of people supporting him and saying he's vindicated. This was all a witch hunt. And this will actually make his uh, re-election campaign stronger. So if they're coming for him, they better get him. Thank you. Yeah, and you notice the fact, and, and to that point, Nas, they wouldn't go after him if they didn't have, I mean, there's already a lot of evidence out there, not only, but see, but the funny thing about it, if you take a step back, the fact that you actually have people, even on this call, that are defending this type of, why would you even want somebody in this situation to be president? 
he wasn't qualified to be president. He actually got it. He got elected on a fluke and the fascist nature that he's propagating and through his rhetoric and all this other stuff is as un-American as you can get. Yet you have people, this cultish following, this celebrity following that you go back. And I know people on this call like to talk about the founding fathers and how you know, they fought tenery. At the end of the day, this is what they wanted against. This is what they fought against, tyranny. And you have a tyrant that these guys are supporting on this show. It's really hilarious. If it wasn't so pathetic, it'd be be funny. Cousin Todd. Okay. um, Stephen just minimized everything Trump did. Now, let me say this. Uh, When Bill Clinton had that affair with Monica Lewinsky, I thought it was silly. I thought people made too much out of it. Um, the same thing I felt with Donald Trump and this porn star, but he paid her with other people's monies. That's called fraud. And you can't do that. If he had just paid her with his money, fine. But you can't take election money and pay. And this is what he always does. So he broke the law. Why are people even defending this? Had he just paid her with his money, it would be no big deal to me. If he had paid her with other people's Calm down, Stephen, you're wrong. And so that's already been found out because he used his friend to do it. And so... And his friend went to jail for it, remember? So the bottom line is they're going to get uh, Donald Trump. But the worst charges are him calling, trying to bribe these senators and governors. I'll find me this many votes and that kind of a thing. Now, what what if Barack Obama made that phone call saying, all I need you to do is find me. What would Keith say? What would Stephen say? They weren't so trying to steal an election things. from him. They weren't trying to steal Obama's election from okay, him. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. my gosh. Let's so not even have this. They, this is idiocracy. First responders yeah. in our community, you make our lives livable. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our women and men of the U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your lives so that we are free to say whatever we choose on the show. We are forever indebted. On behalf of Aguna. Oh, come on, camera and wave at the audience. <laughs> all that gray. The Nigerian modern Republican. That was good, Aguna. That was good. All that gray. The constitutional conservative. Stephen. Not enough gray, Aguna. You got a long way to go. The independent thinker. <laughs> Uh, Nas, are you still on Nas? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and my cousin Todd. We need you. Oh, yeah. 70s shirt. No. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Oh, um, I'm Stacy Johnson. Let's keep this conversation going on Twitter, Twitch. Check our Instagram page out. Uh, we're on Stephanie Stallworth, The Flow Television Network, and we'll if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, please like and subscribe to our channel. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Good night. And why is this so bad at crime? Like, why is he calling on the phone?
trying to intimidate somebody and just blow them. He was always bad at being a criminal. And what is a gooner talking about my clothes for? Okay, hey, you know, you know, no, 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 it, it's actually, track. look, Todd, your shirt is very nostalgic. My parents in the 70s had a curtain that had that same design on it. Todd, I'm not playing with you now. My dad had a sweater. Todd, my dad has a sweater just like that. I'm going to wear it next week. Super for him. It could I'm be twins. Sure it did not cost. I'm going to wear it next sweater. week. <laughs> Is that Burberry? Is that Burberry, Todd? Uh, wouldn't you like to know? Aguna, so, you can come off. You can come in the screen now. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm I'm at a show. I'm about to order some sushi. Yeah. Hey, dude, why, didn't, why didn't you just He's do it for me? Oh, 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 wait a minute. This Philadelphian who said Florida had the best cheese things and now Have you ever? I'm ordering some sushi, guys. I'll probably, hold on one second. We're coming to. I don't know. All right, everyone. Crazy. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Good night. All right, Joe. Okay. See y'all later. <laughs>